Up next, Andy Lake joins me to discuss NFL Week 17. We finally reached the end of the season. We have a huge, huge game for my Chicago Bears this week. Win and they're in. The only problem, the Green Bay Packers stand in the way, and they're playing as well as anyone in the league. And Aaron Rodgers is playing as good a football as he's ever played. So it's a huge, huge, ta- huge, huge task ahead for my team. We also discussed some no-name quarterbacks I had to Google today because I didn't know who they were. Uh, we also get into the entire NFL playoff picture. Can't wait for this to get started. Before we get into it, swimming into view. Joining me to talk about NFL Week 17, Mr. Andy Lake. Welcome, sir. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, Andy, tell us a little bit about your NFL fandom and, and who you follow. Well, huge Bears fan, which is, you know, can be very depressing at times since, you know, we can't ever get a quarterback right. But, you know, that goes without saying. Um, basically, I'm all Chicago, even every sport, you know, Cubs, Bulls, Bears, just kind of both grandpas were Bears fans, uh, just kind of instilled that, you know, you had to root for the Bears. That was just, that was just the way it was. So, so nice. I kind of, and Growing up, favorite player was, you know, Walter Payton. I wore 34 in high school because of him. So, kind of that whole thing nice. just st- stuck with the whole city. Well, I, I mean, as I've talked about, I'm a huge Bears fan. Um, and this season's been obviously pretty trying. You know, even with the, qu- <laughs> the quick start, it, it felt a little bit like it was a fraud. And it, it kind of was. And then... You know, then we started losing games, which was not a big surprise to any Bears fan. And then the Correct. last few the last few weeks have been fun, and it's been fun to watch uh, an offense that looks like a real NFL offense in 2020. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and and now it's there's questions about. Uh, I think three weeks ago I said let's I'm ready to move on from this whole crew of you know Ryan yeah. Pace and Matt Nagy. Whole, yeah, yeah, the whole deal and, a couple weeks ago. Now all of a sudden you're like, uh. Right. I don't, you know, and I don't, I'm with you. It's like, is that a three-week thing where they've just played well? Or is it a sign that things are moving in the right direction? Right. So, it's scary. Yeah, and I, I don't, you don't want to look at such a small sample size and say, okay, you know, Mitch Mitch has turned the corner and he's he's going to be our guy now. And, 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 and Matt Nagy has handed off play calling duties, so and he's he's focusing on just sort of the head coaching duties and he's good now and i i don't know if i want to do that yet and i don't know if if even if they win this game this week and they're 9 and 7 if that's that impressive <laughs> still um yeah cuz i mean well they were 5 and 1 at one point so it's like you should you end up going 9 and 7 it's like well you should have been 10 and 6 11 right. and 5 you know then that's an actual progression instead of Oh, we're five and one. Then we lose, and now we're winning. And now you got to beat Green Bay to have a shot to get in the playoffs. Right. Um, all right. We'll we'll talk about that game coming up here. I want to just briefly go over what the playoff picture looks like in both conferences. Uh, in the NFC, it's 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 less it's less muddled than the AFC. The NFC is pretty clear um, as far as 
uh, Green Bay, if they win, they're the number one. Uh, the Saints and the Seahawks are still in play uh, for the one seed, but they obviously need Green Bay to lose to the Bears. Um, uh, Tampa Bay has clinched. Washington is in the driver's seat in the NFC East if they win, they're in. Um, if they lose, the Cowboys could potentially uh, sneak into that position with a win. And then uh, the Rams and the Bears and the Cardinals are, are fighting over those last two wild card spots. And then the AFC, you got Kansas City, who's already wrapped up the one. The Bills and the Steelers are pretty solidly at the number two and three seed. And then four through eight is just this muddled up mess at 10 and five. Um, Tennessee, Miami, Baltimore, and Cleveland are all ahead of the Colts at 10 and five. And the Colts need one of them to lose. Um, and and I, don't, I don't see a clear path for that happening um, unless Miami wins. That's that's the only team – or Miami loses, I'm sorry. That would be the only team that I would say that, that has a chance to lose a game that's ahead of the Colts. So um, we'll talk about that game as well. Uh, Andy, what are, what's your thoughts on both conferences as far as, as what the playoff picture looks like at this point? A lot of it – like I think Green Bay showed a lot last week in primetime that you really don't want to go to Lambeau. No matter, because Tennessee, you would think, is the perfect team to go to Lambeau. They want to run the ball. They want to play action, big plays. But saying that and then going there when it's snowing and it's cold, they're two totally different animals. And like New Orleans the same way. New Orleans doesn't want to go there. You know, Tampa Bay's not. You know, Brady can play in a cold weather city, but like, are some of those players, do they want to go to Lambeau? I don't think the guys that go to are in Tampa want to play in Lambeau. Um, Seattle's the wild, I think Seattle is the wild card in the whole thing because they shored up their defense with some of the getting people healthy. Getting Dunlap was huge, getting a pass rush. But ever since then, their offense is kind of basically like you know russ was playing out of the world and then all of a sudden kind of not even came back down to earth it's just you can't keep up what he was doing right for so long where you know you can't win every game you know 42 to 35 it's just not the way it works right won't you know so seattle for me and the nfc is probably like the wild card because i don't know if you really want to play them because you you could get the team that's playing strong defense, but then if that offense comes around with Metcalf, they're getting the running backs both back. It's there to me, the team that could cause some real damage. Like going into Lambeau, that's not going to bother them. Because, I mean, playing in Seattle, you're going to have rainy, nasty weather too. For me, that's the team. I don't believe in the Saints offense. I don't think... You know, if they get down, are they going to be able to throw the ball over top? He hasn't shown all year, coming back with his injuries. It's just, I just don't see them as a true contender at this point for me because their defense is supposed to be great. But, you know, mm-hmm. even though the last game they played where Kamara scores, you know, six touchdowns, they still gave up 35 points. It wasn't mm-hmm. like, you know, yeah. even when they, and even when they lost to uh, Kansas City. I mean, they hung around. Kansas City's been doing that all year to people, but it's like, just, I just don't think they can hold up in playing outside. Uh, I I tend to agree with you here about the Seahawks. I I think they have, uh, first of all, Russell Wilson. I I would be terrified to play him in a playoff game. Um, I know he's kind of cooled off in the second half of the season, 
Um, but it's still just something about him running around making plays that I, I, I would be more worried about that than I would at Drew, than Drew Brees at this point, who is who needs a walker to get out to the huddle. <laughs> um, and then you got a team like Tampa Bay who, who looks great, but they've also been beating some bad teams the last couple of weeks, and it feels like they're turning a corner offensively, but I, I still don't, I don't know if I would trust them to go win you know, the NFC title game up in Green Bay. Um, so you, you may be right. The Seahawks might be, might be the only team that could go on the road and, and win a game like that. Um, in the AFC, um, to me, it's I, – I said I – think, I think last week I said that the two teams that I thought could beat the Chiefs were the Bills and the Colts, but the Colts might not even make it. So – Besides the Bills contending, is there any anyone that you like that you think can, can beat Kansas City in the, Kansas City? The team I think that the Chiefs don't want, I don't think they want Baltimore in the playoffs. I agree with you. Because yeah. they beat them they beat them so many times. Lamar is like playing really well right now. He's found out a way to, I think they just really realized, okay, this is what we are. We're going to play some defense. He's going to run around. He's going to make some plays. He could throw up in the pocket. I think he gets a really bad rap with that. I mean, he's not the greatest thrower in the world, but the coming from behind and everything, I mean, who, I mean, Green Bay's the same way. They don't come from behind. I mean, they have the track record. You, they fall behind, they fall apart. So I just, Baltimore, and I think Baltimore's offense travels. It doesn't matter if it's, Rainy, mm-hmm. sunny. They got to go to Kansas City. If they got to go to Tennessee, I think you know, I think it travels. I have no faith in Cleveland whatsoever because I don't. I still don't trust Baker Mayfield. Uh, the team. I'm with you. Like I think the Colts, their defense and Rivers is playing really well. It would be a shame if they don't get in the playoffs. Yeah, and they were up. What I mean, three scores on the Steelers last yeah. week, and if if they don't make the playoffs, that's that's they're going to be thinking about that game for quite a while. Um, kind of going back to the Ravens, I mean, I I think last year, you know, Lamar wins MVP. They're heavy favorites to at least get to the AFC title game, and then they they lose to Tennessee at home. I I think they have a little bit of something to prove. I think Lamar is really motivated and. Um, I kind of think they're, they're they're rounding into form at the right time uh, with that running game with Dobbins and Edwards and obviously Lamar on these zone reads is is terrifying and I think their defense is good enough to to at least contain the Chiefs a little bit um, but man the Bills look the Bills look that's really the, good yeah that's the thing with them it's like are we gonna get the Bills that we've seen lately where Josh Allen's playing really well. Or are you going to get the Bills that Kansas City went into Buffalo and ran the ball 40 times and they couldn't stop them? Right. It's That's the only – the Bills' defense to me, I mean, they're opportunistic. They'll make some plays. But the uh, Josh Allen, what he has started out as and to where he is, it just kind of really shows you. When you get a true number one wide receiver and that quarterback and wide receiver on sync, it's it's really fun to watch. Yeah, I'm gonna I want to talk about those guys, Allen and Diggs, when we get to that game. But yeah, it's been it's been awesome to watch, and I've been I've been really impressed by that team. And um, 
it's going to be interesting. Kansas City is 14-1, and but it hasn't been impressive the last few weeks. They have really should have lost the Atlanta game last week. Oh, yeah, um, absolutely. And, uh, they, I mean, I, I don't know if they're bored. They're kind of just getting by. They're just kind of – kind of just coast into the playoffs whatever it is they haven't looked unbeatable but i still wouldn't want to have to deal with that offense and you know tyreek hill no, and kelsey and, and all the, those guys that's the thing it's like okay so they've played bad what happens if they had to go three games and play really well like they're gonna blow everybody out right so right. it's that kind of thing are you getting your bad games out of your way now or is this just like you've shown us this is just how they're going to be this year because everybody forgets, you know, with Houston and San Francisco last year, they were down both games. They had to come back in both games. I mean, even Houston. Houston, right? I, I, that game to me, I watched that, and I'm like, I don't understand how they're not – like how they came back is amazing. But you can I, only do that so long before you shoot yourself in the foot. It's a good point. They, I mean, they were down big in that game. They were down in the Tennessee game and the title, the AFC title game, and then obviously in the Super Bowl, they looked kind of dead. And uh, they they came back in all those games. So yeah, uh, I yeah, it's I, I'm I'm fascinated by it. I can't wait. Um, let's get into a couple of these Week 17 games, uh, Andy. The first one I have is the Dolphins and the Bills. Um, this game is at Buffalo. Uh, the line right now is Bills by one and a half. Um, both of these teams have been amazing against the spread. The Dolphins are eleven and four against the spread, and the Bills are ten and five. It's that's, I think that's two of the best records against the spread that in the NFL this season. It is not yet determined what the Bills are doing as far as playing their starters. Uh, Sean McDermott hasn't really said yet. Um, I, I, it's pretty much. You know, them or the Steelers are going to be the two seed. I don't know how much it matters. Of course, they want to be home as much as possible, but they also want to be healthy as well. Um, and then this Miami team is they need to win to, to pretty much get in because you expect the Colts to beat the Jaguars, and a loss would probably jeopardize them. Um, they are first in points per game allowed defensively uh, at uh, just less than 19 a game. I didn't know this, but they were ranked last defensively last year, uh, allowing 31 points a game. So they've they've made a huge you know jump defensively, and obviously Brian Flores is a big part of that. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick, we know we saw what happened last week when he came in, uh, you know, against the Raiders. He made that ridiculous throw at the end when he's getting <laughs> his head torn off and. I love this guy. I, I do. I mean, I just think he's a gunslinger. He's a true gunslinger. Absolutely. And, and he, he comes in. He kind of makes throws. He Maybe you shouldn't, but he pulls them off a lot. And obviously, when Otoo is the long-term, you know, at least they hope he's the long-term guy. I haven't seen a lot that's been super impressive yet. But for right now, Fitzpatrick gives him the best chance to win. Um, Andy, does this game come down to whether the Bills just play their starters or not? I think so. I think if Buffalo – I, if I was Buffalo, I would probably sit people. Yeah. But it's almost to the point, though, it's like if you set people, like do you want to have to play Miami again? Right. Do you want to give, you know, a division rival, three, you know, this would be the third game. They just may have beat you. It's like, it's kind of like I understand the setting of people, but it's like what who do you match up better with? Like who do you not want in the playoffs? Right. Right. It's kind of like that thing. That's the thing that's always like when people get set. It's like, and like with Allen playing so well and Diggs playing so well, do you really want to set them when they're in such a great rhythm? 
does that, you know, not playing a week, having a week off, does that hurt the rhythm that they have been doing for the last three weeks, four weeks? Same yeah. thing with, yeah. and that's the thing with the Dolphins. It's like, I don't understand how you're not playing Fitzpatrick. I understand, like, you know, two is obviously you would think is their long-term plan, but then you still have the fact that they have Texans pick, which is probably going to be the third or fourth pick in the draft. Like, there's still that hanging over there with – and he's not, to me, he's not really shown me anything where it's like all the other rookie quarterbacks that have got drafted. Like, they've kind of – like, Burrow was playing lights out for a terrible Cincinnati team. Right. Herbert's playing amazing, you know, in yeah. Los Angeles. Their defense has been banged up. They've lost a lot of close games. You know, the last couple games they've taken him out. Fitzpatrick came in, they've won the game because Fitz came in. And it's like – Right. So that's also with Flores, too. It's like – if you get down, you know you need this win for a thing. What kind of reign does he have on Tua? You know, yeah. are you looking at he's going to let him play through the first half, or is he going to pull him? You know, is it going to be early hook? You know, you know, and what at what point? What does that do to his confidence? Yeah, it's weird with Tua. You'll see his stat line. He'll be like twelve of fifteen. You'll be like, oh, he's got a high completion rate. And then he, you see, he's thrown for sixty-two yards. And he's throwing yeah, exactly. three-yard checkdowns every. It's, it's just like he's he's scared to go down the field. And I don't know what that's about because at Alabama, of course, they had guys running wide open all the time. Correct. Um, <laughs> it makes it, it makes it pretty easy to throw. Yeah. Um, so I. Yeah, that's that's one of the more unique situations that I've seen at quarterback, and I understand they're looking at the long term and playing for the short term as well. Um, obviously, that makes a big difference. I could see Buffalo playing their starters maybe a couple series, maybe a quarter, um, and, and then maybe just sort of taking them out. You see that a lot in the, these Week 17 games that mm-hmm. you know aren't necessarily where that team has to win. They kind of just want to get out unscathed. Um, yeah, real quick. This Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs uh, sort of story. Diggs obviously got traded, you know, from from the Vikings, you know, for the first round pick who turned into be Justin Jefferson, who's been amazing for the Vikings. So I think I said this last week that it's one of those few trades that is truly win-win for both teams. Oh, absolutely. And Diggs is just underrated. He's got almost 1,500 yards, 120 catches, eight touchdowns, and – and then Josh Allen, when he came into the league, Andy, I thought I, I've seen this before. Big arm, yep, athletic, but I don't think he's accurate enough to play in the NFL. And and for a while it looked like that. And he's turned into he's probably going to finish third in the MVP voting this year, I would guess. Um, I would think so, yeah. Um, but forty three hundred yards, thirty four touchdowns, uh, a true threat to run it, and his accuracy. Obviously, it shows that's something that you can improve on because he's become a really accurate thrower of the ball. Yeah, and it's uh, some of that stuff is just like, it, do you want to work at it? And I think he's shown that he wants to work at it. Like, he wants to make Buffalo good again. And that's a, like, because, I mean, I remember when Buffalo was good. And it's some of those things when, like, New England's been so dominant in that division so long, you forget, like, how great like the bills were before yeah the belichick and everything else you know how good the giant the jets used to be you know miami was sprinkled in there and for the longest time you you knew he was bad so it's like i see them and it's like it's really good to see like a team finally like okay we got our guy 
we were going to go get him a weapon, and they went and got him a weapon. Now, I didn't know that Diggs was going to have, you know, the year he had. He was a great receiver in Minnesota, but, I mean, I think he's just taken it to another level with him, just the way that they kind of have clicked. Right. Like, I was watching their game Sunday. Oh, man, it was just amazing to watch him, like, He's running around just throwing balls to him. I mean, that look, literally looked like Prey broke down. He's like, he's going to get open. I'm going to throw it to him. Yeah. Yeah. And, this just, te- yeah, and this team's just, they're fun to watch. And they're kind of yeah. fun to root for. You know, so it's, it's kind of one of those cliche things. Well, if my team doesn't win, I could kind of root for this team. But Absolutely. But that's kind of how I feel about this team. They're kind of, you know, I kind of wish it was my team, you know, yeah. the way they, the way they play. The thing, like us being Bears fans, when we got Trubisky, we're like, okay, are you going to make the same strides that he has? And he, to me, he hasn't. And this shows you that someone with, as they call them, red flags or other stuff, you could correct those if you want to put in the work and the time to be great. And I think right. that he's done that. Yeah. Um, as far as a pick game uh, goes for this game, um, I'm, I'm going to side with the Dolphins just based on the my, my guesstimate that they're going to, like I said, Buffalo is going to pull starters as this game goes along is my thought. I think it's going to be a close game, but I could see uh, I could see Miami winning a three point game, a six point game, that kind of thing. So I'm going Absolutely. to take I'm going to take the Dolphins, uh, and plus they're getting the the point, you know, the point and a half. So um, I'm going to side with Miami here. Is that who you're taking too? I would, yeah, with them going because I feel like they're going to rest their starters. I mean, it makes sense. Um, I just it always scares me when teams do that. Just like it just especially with the playoffs and when you're playing so well, but you also don't want to. You know, the last thing you would want is, you know, Diggs or Allen to get hurt in a game that you don't need to go to the playoffs with. Right. But I think Miami has more to play for, and their defense, like you said, is turned around immensely, and they're getting the points. I don't see – I think the Bills are just – like you said, they may play a quarter. I would assume that's probably what they're going to do. Uh, but, yeah, I would see Miami winning. The – there's another one o'clock game I want to talk about. It's I, I don't want to talk about it real long um, because it's still just not a very good game. But it's the uh, it's the Dallas Cowboys at the New York Giants. Uh, the Cowboys are favored by one and a half points. Uh, the over under is at forty five. Um, the Cowboys obviously need the. Re- or, I'm sorry, I almost said. I almost yeah. said the wrong word. The Washington <laughs> football team, they need them to lose Sunday night to even have a chance. Um, the Cowboys probably played their best offensive game last week against the Eagles where they looked they looked really good, and all those weapons are starting to kind of come to fruition. Dalton finally looks you know, like he's a relevant quarterback again. They've scored 30 in their last three games, 30 or more in their last three. And meanwhile, the Giants can't score with Daniel Jones. They just they can't move the ball. And they've lost their last three by 14 points or more. Um, they're getting blown out. Um, it, it, this has a classic, the, looks like the Cowboys should handle business, but then are they going to put up a Cowboys type of game in a big situation? That's my biggest fear with them this year. Like, I was looking at it earlier, and it's like, with Prescott and Dalton, they're kind of now similar stats at this point. Prescott threw for more yards and all that, and the, but it seems like the offense with Dalton is running more efficient. It's they haven't got really behind. They're playing a little bit. They're kind of clicking. I mean, Dalton's a true professional and all that. It, he's just shown that you know, like he's an NFL quarterback, may not be the superstar, 
that he ever people might have thought he was going to be, but a solid backup quarterback at this point. Right. Just the Giants, though, it's like they play. They either play really well, and then they still find a way to lose, or then they just or they just don't show up. Right. I mean, they've had a ton of injuries. I mean, Daniel Jones is. I think he's. I would say he's probably eighty-five percent with his. Uh, was it his groin or his hammy that he tweaked? Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. One of those, yeah. So I think he's coming back from that. He played. You know, my biggest problem with him is he just he doesn't protect the football. Right. It's just, it's bad. It's that's I think that's one of the things with him. It's just you don't know what you're gonna get. I mean, he can look great for two quarters, and then all of a sudden he comes out and it's like. You just turned the ball over three straight times. You know, it's like, I, but like you said, is this a where you think Dallas should win and they're just going to lay an egg? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't think you could really trust either one of these teams. Yeah. I do. I do like the Giants as far as, I mean, middle of the season, I thought this team could win the division because they play good defense. I like their, uh, I like Joe Judge as a coach. I don't think they have a ton of talent, um, especially, you know, right, you know, no Saquon Barkley this year and, they don't have a ton of talent at receiver, um, but I just I think they play hard nosed gritty football. But it, their quarterback has been holding the back a little bit, and uh, I, I I think the Cowboys will win the game. I think they're more more motivated uh, as far as just you know the way they've been playing. You know, of course, if either t- whoever wins this game and and Washington loses, they're gonna win. They're gonna win the East, and which uh, is just crazy. It's insane. Yeah, you, you could have the Giants at six and ten. You know, being the being and in the playoffs, a playoff game. Yeah, it's and that that's a whole other discussion as far as that, oh, that that should that shouldn't happen. No, not um, at all. But um, so I think the Cowboys are probably gonna win because I don't. The way they've played lately, they and having stuff to play for, I mean, they kind of have a chip on it. Like it's almost like no one's believed in them, but it's like you haven't given us a reason to believe in you. So <laughs> right, right. I don't want to say that they're the underdog because they're the Cowboys, and I think we're all supposed to hate them. If we, if you're not a Cowboys fan, I think you're supposed to hate them. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just yeah. don't see, like, I just they have more weapons. They're playing better. Mm-hmm. I just think that they're going to end up winning. Now, it could be where they have to pull it out at the fourth quarter, or it could be the opposite where they play really well like they did against last week against the Eagles. Yeah, it, yeah. It's anybody's guess with that division right now. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's kind of unbelievable that, that a game like that still matters in Week 17, but that's where we're at. Um, two 425 games. Uh, the first one is of utmost importance to you and I. It's the... Green Bay Packers at the Chicago Bears. Uh, Packers coming in obviously at twelve and three. The Bears at eight and seven. This game is going off with the Packers favored by five, over under at fifty two. Um, as we said earlier, the Packers win and then they're, they're the one seed. Um, the Bears win and they they're going to be it looks like the seven seed if they win. Um, the Bears last four games they've scored 30, 36, 33, 41. Uh, I I saw like that's one of the I, I want to say that was one of the first times, at least in 20, 30 years, where they've scored 30 or more in four straight games. Green Bay, meanwhile, yeah, has been just – right. Yeah, Green Bay, meanwhile, they're just an offensive juggernaut. They're third in yards per game, first in scoring. Rodgers is on his way to potentially a third MVP. I, I don't know. It's it's really tight with him and Mahomes. You, you 
talk to one person, they have one opinion, and then another person that they think it's the other guy. So, um, Rodgers, Aaron Jones, Devonta Adams, maybe the best trio in the league as far as just you know offensive capability. I mean, they're hard to stop. You might put the the Kansas City threesome right with them. The one thing I'm concerned about, Andy, as far as a Bear, being a Bears fan, is um, we got a lot of injuries in the secondary. Uh, Jalen yeah. Johnson is hurt. Buster Screen's <laughs> hurt. Deion Bush is questionable. Akeem Hicks is questionable. Um, gosh, we are, we're totally different defects when Akeem Hicks is not oh. playing up the middle. Um, yeah. It's, so, just, uh, yeah, if, I, if, <laughs> if, if, Jalen, if Jalen Johnson, who's our rookie, who I think is going to be a really good player, um, yeah. if, he's, if he's not playing, I'm really concerned of how are they going to stop Devontae Adams? I don't – that's the thing is I don't – like as a Bears fan – but looking at it and watching the Packers all year, it's just like I don't see how they stopped it. Yeah. Like I just don't like it's what they're like Rodgers and he is playing. It's I just never seen someone make it look just so easy. Like yeah. like he's just goes out there, does his thing. It's and it just seems like he always makes Especially this year, like he just makes the right throw, right call. If they check down, then well, like last week, like Jones kind of got hurt, banged up a little bit. Dylan comes in who hasn't played all year because they're missing Williams. He ends up rushing for two touchdowns and 120 yards. It's like, like this is just their offense is just, it's crazy. Yeah, they got the the, the tight end Tanyan who has become yeah. a real, he's a big red zone threat. Um, they're just. They're they're really tough to stop. Um, I think Rodgers has finally bought into you know the the new system, and uh, they're scary. And I, I'm I'm just really concerned if we have Screen out and Johnson out, how they're going to slow this team down. You got to hope maybe you know Mac has a strip sack or something like that. They get a couple turnovers because I I don't think I don't see Green Bay not scoring 27 points in this game. I just don't see it. No, I don't either. And so that's the thing is, do you want to get in a shootout with them? Because I don't think we're equipped enough to be in a shootout with them. Which which leads me to, I had this written down, Andy. I said, uh, can Trubisky lead the offense to help, you know, basically keep pace in, in a high-scoring game? That's I think that's what it's going to come down to. I really do. And the Bears have been scoring, but they haven't played great defenses. And the Packers have a very competent defense. Um, but they're, they've been moving the ball with, with more balance, better play calling, um, David Montgomery has been great. The offensive line has played like a completely different offensive line where they're actually giving him room to run. Mitch has time to throw. He's making mostly good decisions except <laughs> a few horrible decisions, um, which I, I think we're just we're just not going to get away from totally with him. But he's looked good. But can he score 30 in this game? That's I think they're going to need it. See, that's, what, that's where like with the Tennessee game, I thought if that game with the Packers got to a shootout, I thought Tennessee was equipped to – I honestly thought Tennessee would run the ball down their throat, and the Packers showed, like – I mean, at one point, they were playing a five-man front with two linebackers, and, we're, you know, they're basically saying, we're going to stop the run, you're going to throw the ball. And I think if the Bears can run the ball, unlike Tennessee did, maybe you shorten the game a little bit. You know, don't give them – you know, if Rodgers, instead of getting the ball, you know, ten times only gets it eight or maybe seven – that could help out in the situation with, I think if you can keep the ball from them, we got a shot. 
It's a good point. I think that's sort of the blueprint going back to these really good offenses for years now is keep keep that keep that team off the field and hold the ball, and uh, you know, and maybe maybe that's the game plan. Um, I, I've I've been saying this for a few weeks. This is a kitchen sink game for the Bears. Obviously, they have to win this game or they're done. Yeah. And uh, I I hope they pull off pull out some you know maybe maybe a trick play something like that you know to to you know score seven instead of three. Um, they yeah. can't they can't settle for field goals. They just can't. Um, I I I actually do like the Bears to cover the five at home. I'm going to be realistic though, and I just I, I don't feel good about them winning this game because Green Bay still has something to play for to lock up yeah. that that one seed in the bye. But I think this could be a close game. But I would I would lean toward the Packers winning, but the Bears covering at home. I would agree. Um, if if the circumstances were different, where Green Bay was already the one seed, I would feel much better because yeah. I wouldn't see Rodgers playing anymore. You know, than the first half at the most, mm-hmm. and the rest of those guys because you'd want them. You know, like with Devontae, you know, the last thing you need is him to get hurt or Aaron Jones for a playoff run. Yeah. But with yep. them still having something to play for, I think does not bode well for us as Bears fans. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't feel great, but who knows? Maybe this is. I mean, we've, we've, we're so used to losing to Green Bay that, and and in big spots that, and maybe this is the one time where, you know, Nagy can can lead them and, and get a win. The other path for the Bears to get in the playoffs is if the Rams at nine and six can beat the Cardinals and uh, just basically take them out. Uh, however, we all know about uh, Jared Goff being out of this game with a broken thumb. Um, his backup is John Walford, who I had to <laughs> do some research today on who that was. <laughs> he went to Wake Forest. He's had no regular season snaps. Um, Kyler Murray is going to play. He's had a leg injury. Um, by the way, the cards are favored by three in this game. The over-under is at a really low total, 40, uh, 40 and a half points. Um, I saw this today. Kyler Murray is the third quarterback since 1950 with 35 offensive touchdowns and 300 yards per game as second-year players in the league. Only guys that have done that are Dan Marino and Pat Mahomes. That's pretty good company. That's uh, not bad. Yeah, it's pretty good company. Um, but this offense hasn't been the same in the second half of the season either. And uh, is that – what do you think that is? Is that a, is that a Cliff Kingsbury I, issue? I think when it was, uh, what game was it that he got dinged up? Seattle. It was the Seattle game. Yeah. The second time they played them, because the first time they played Seattle, those guys had a shootout. Yep. Yep. It and was a Monday. Time, it was a Monday night game. Yeah. That's right. He got hurt. Ever since then, I think something's wrong with his shoulder, and they're just not telling anybody. I think they're kind of keeping it. You know. Oh, he's right. got lower leg issues and all that, but. I saw he run last week. He didn't look like he had any leg, lower leg issues to me, but it doesn't seem like his he he's throwing the ball the way he was, right? You know, before that game, right? And um, they've been they've been up and down too, though. I mean, if you think about it, you know, if they don't, if he Hopkins doesn't catch it against Buffalo, they lose that game. They're I mean, they've not been playing well ever since before that. Yeah, and, and the game last Saturday against the 49ers, that's that's a game they got to win, especially with – Oh, you have to win it, and you're with, at home. Yeah, you're, you're playing against C.J. Beathard, um, yeah. who, who's a solid backup or, I don't know, I guess he's a third stringer really. And, yeah. Uh, 
so that that I mean it, it helped the Bears, but as just a, a fan of the of the NFL, that's that's a game that Kyler needs to figure out and win. And Cliff Kingsbury, who I've been hard on for a long time, I mean you got to figure out a w- way to win that game. Um, on the other side, the Rams, they've been struggling too. Um, you know, it, it's kind of been known for a while that this team isn't. This isn't like a high-flying offense. This is a team that likes to run the ball, play good defense, use uh, golf and play action. Golf threw a couple horrible picks last week. Um, he threw the worst interception maybe that I saw all year last week. I mean, I had no idea who he's throwing to. Um, I don't think he did. I saw that, and I'm like, I don't. What are you yeah, doing? Right. Um, so, I, but he's out with a thumb. We have no idea what this what this Walford uh, is well, going to. Yeah. Cooper Cup uh, is out with Corona. I saw that today. Yep, yep. So it's like there's your – well, him and Woods are probably, you know, 1A, 1B, whatever you want to call it there. I mean, yeah. but that's still a big – you know, now you got your quarterback out. you got one of your star wide receivers out. Like I'm with you. It's like I have no idea to what to expect from this guy. I don't know if Cam Akers is going to play with his yep. high ankle sprain. So it's like who yep. are you – now where are you at? You're going to have to try to run the ball. Yep. The only thing they got going for him, though, is that defense. If Kyler's not playing well, he he could turn the ball over. Turnovers could be a big, huge thing. I mean, you could actually see this game being like a 10-6, to 13-10 kind of struggle. You know, one yep. of those old school, just like nobody could really do anything. The defense is basically controlling it. It would also come down to, you know, maybe a special team or, you know, somebody gets a punt, something – Field position like that, I, that's what I see. I I see the Rams, even though they don't have golf. I just don't have the confidence in Arizona after what I've seen the last few weeks with their offense. Like, yeah, yeah. It's 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 strange because I mean that they're you know besides Kyler, they're at full strength at least as far as you know the running backs and receivers. I like. You know Hopkins and and Kirk and Fitzgerald, all those guys can play. Yeah. So it's it is a little hard to figure. Um, real real quick on when you mentioned the Rams defensively keeping them in this game, and I, I think that's going to be the case. I mean they're still first in defensive yards per game, they're second in sacks. Um, so I still think they're going to cause havoc defensively, and if if they can't score, at least keep them in this game. Um, I texted my friend who's a huge Rams fan. And I said, "What do you know about this John Walford?" He said, "Nothing." I don't trust the way they're playing. Don't I would not take them in this game. Um, <laughs> I'm going to oppose him, though. I'm going to take the Rams plus three, and I think it's a really tight game, like you mentioned, low scoring. I don't know if the Rams win, but I think it's. I think I would take them to get the three points at home. Absolutely, you? that's the way I I view it. Okay, and the Rams, if somehow the Bears win and the Cardinals beat them, they're out of the playoffs. So that would be a pretty huge turn. Uh, you know, late in the season for them. Uh, last game is the last regular season game of the season, the Sunday <laughs> night game. It's the Washington football team at Philly. Uh, Washington is favored by one and a half, over under 43. Um, Andy, in this game we got Taylor Heineke lined up to start the game because it looks like Alex Smith is not going to be able to play again. Um, obviously, Dwayne Haskins just got released yesterday. Um I was reading up about this guy. Uh, he went to Old Dominion. I didn't know who he was either. I didn't um, either. <laughs> yeah, Old Dominion. Uh, he's been in the league a couple of years. Uh, coaches like Rivera and uh, their offensive coordinator, Alex Smith, they're really high on him, so he's a really bright guy. 
I'm like, that's that's great that you can process all this information, but can you play? Can you can you really play? So, um, the Eagles missed out on a great chance last week uh, at Dallas, where they got off to a good start. You know, they lost that game, but they could have they could have still been in the mix to win this division if which they would have won that which game. Which is crazy. Yeah. What's funny is you're, we're talking like with what's going on in Washington. You have your head coach who's battled cancer. You have Alex right. Smith who's come back who. They should rename the player of the comeback player of the year the Alex Smith Award. Yeah. After having 17 surgeries and coming back and playing. Yeah. Um, then you have the fiasco, which is Haskins. Let alone all the stuff with we can't call him the R word anymore. Right. Like everybody's. I every time somebody says the Washington Football Team, I think of soccer, which is <laughs> it's crazy to me. Then you got Philly. What are you doing with Carson Wentz, Jalen Hurts? You know the whole, just everything that's gone on like. Like this team was a super won the Super Bowl a few years ago, and what I just I, what's going on now? Like, yep. like I don't understand how Carson Wentz has gotten so. I mean, he's bad. Like it's bad. It's you don't like to use that word with a quarterback, but he is just playing. It's like what are you doing when you're out there? What are you looking at? What are you reading? Like you just and then Jalen co- uh, comes out. Same people, same injuries, everything, all, and they score points and everything. And you're like, is he, right. like, what is going on? Is it, it's got to just be something mental. Yeah, it, it is. It is. It's hard to figure because you know he's he's talented and he's proven that he can play. And it, you might see this later on in the guy's career when he's in his mid thirties, where it just drops off um, because of age. But yeah. There's been nothing. I mean, he had some injuries a couple of years ago, but it, it is a hard one to figure. I actually like Jalen Hurts. I think he's fun to watch. I, he's obviously got a lot to kind of learn and learn how to play in the league, but he's given them a spark at least offensively the last couple of weeks, and it's games they've lost. Um, another injury in this game, Terry McLaurin, uh, Washington's top receiver. He may be out too. He's got a high ankle sprain. Um this is kind of a tough game to really handicap for me. I don't know about you, but with is, this, if, is, if t- is Gibson come back for them? For uh, I, I saw he was still doubtful. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. See, so that would be big for them if they were missing. Right. Right. So you have these, all these injuries and you have Washington who needs to win this game. I, I don't have any idea what this Taylor Heineke is going to give you. And, they're missing other offensive players, but I really like Ron Rivera and their defense is their defense is very good. Um, so I I would probably lean Washington minus one and a half, but man, it wouldn't surprise me if the Eagles you know spoiled yeah. it. It wouldn't surprise me either. I I lean towards more Washington because of their defense. I think. It's just such a up in the air where, like, if Alex Smith was playing, I would feel like I think that one, I think their spread would be a little more because I think with him, you know what you're going to get. He's not going to try to turn the ball over. He's going to make the right decisions. The wild card of not knowing what he's the quarterback's going to do. Oh, man. Plus, you're playing for <laughs> playoffs, which is just insane that they're yeah. still in the mix for it. Yeah. Uh, I, 
I think there's a chance Smith could play. I, based on what I read today, he's working as hard as he can, but it's not a guarantee. I would just, if you're betting on this game Sunday, I would just keep an eye on the injury report because it, the line could would probably move a couple points if Smith is playing, I would probably guess. Um, but it might be Taylor Heineke. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be really interesting <laughs> to see. Um, Andy, any other thoughts on Week 17 before we wrap it? No, other than um, it's going to be interesting to see the AFC if there's an 11-win team that doesn't get in the playoffs. Like, and then yeah. you see yeah. a six-team win, a t- you know, a team with six wins, win a di- not only make the playoffs, but win their division. Yeah. Yeah, it's, that's a great and point. It's something that – that's the thing I think with the NFL they have to look at. Everything else you've looked at, like, with adding, like, and it's strange that, you know, they the way they've done the playoffs, I don't understand how they just give the one team the bye. Um, yeah. I, I, that, to me, never – still ha- doesn't make any sense. But I think it'll be – this playoffs is more – because even the good teams, like we said, Kansas City's going to end up probably – they'll probably be either 15-1 or 14-2. But it's like, have they played that well? They're still probably the team to beat, you know – Green Bay, no one wants to go to Lambeau. So, I mean, I think it'll be interesting. And the one thing with the NFL playoffs, you just never know. Yeah, there's always one team a year that gets hot right at the right time. It was Tennessee last year that kind of made a run that, that, you know, is a lower-seeded team. That's that's why I was telling people, I'm like, look, the Bears haven't been good, but maybe they've hit something. Maybe they win this game and they make a run. You just never know with NFL. It's it's kind of a – it's it's a week to week league. So, um, Andy, thanks for joining me and discussing week seventeen, and uh, it should be an interesting week for us. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you having me. Uh, once again, your best bet pod on Instagram. I'm gonna try to get these picks up uh, so we can kind of see how they pan out. And uh, thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll look forward to you tuning in again next time. Bye.